This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables. Love was in the air at the original farmer's market in Los Angeles during the month of February. The fresh, invigorating scent of citrus and freshly cut flowers. The taste of tuxedo strawberries and cafe lattes with foam hearts. The bright red and pink kisses of color across the produce stalls, from pomegranates to beetroots to radishes to rhubarb. The community tables were adorned with garlands of roses, and a crowd was gathering around with their lunchtime treats and heart-shaped everything, from lasagna to eclairs and pizza to cherry pie, baked fresh, of course, by Dimitri at his pie shop. As many market-goers exchanged bee-mine sweetheart candies and small chocolates across the table, Dimitri circled around handing out a single date fruit to each person. He spent the morning removing the pits while the pies baked in the oven, and he sipped his green tea. I don't like for anyone to be without a date for Valentine's Day, Dimitri said with a wink. And nothing is sweeter than a gift of candy from Mother Earth, he said, this time holding a date up in front of him, as if he were looking longingly into the eyes of a loved one. He was motionless for just a moment, breaking the stillness with a jump of his eyebrows and a flick of his wrist, popping the date into his mouth with a grin. Some of the kids in the crowd giggled, and though hesitant about the strange, sticky, and squishy maple-brown fruit in their hands, eventually followed Dimitri's lead and chewed down their dates with surprised and satisfied jumpy eyebrows of their own. Dimitri continued to hand out dates from a large basket he had hanging on his arm as he spoke to the crowd. The very dawn of history saw the date palm established and cultivated from western India through the Middle East out to the Atlantic Ocean. Indeed, many historians venture that the date palm is one of the most ancient of cultivated trees. It is known as the tree of life, seen as a symbol of prosperity and love, Dimitri said with a wink. And for at least 7,000 years, this tree and its fruits have sustained and fostered life in the Middle East. The ancient Mesopotamians knew the date palm's worth, its versatility in providing vital necessities, and it quickly became an integral part of life in the desert. It is said that the date palm is happiest when its feet are in water and its head is in the heaven's fire, making the Arabian desert the perfect home for such a tree, a true oasis. Dimitri paused to indulge in another date, smacking his lips clean. The sweet date fruit became an essential, nutritional, even medicinal food source. The tree itself served as shade, shelter, and building materials for houses and boats. Trunk fibers were turned into rope fish traps and sacks. Palm leaves were used to make fans, food trays or covers, water tanks, baskets, and more. For the nomad, the sailor, the explorer, the date meant survival. Highly nutritious, easily preserved, travels well, the perfect sustainable snack for anyone traversing the desert sands or open seas. 
It even has a special secret weapon. Well, perhaps not so secret once you give it a taste. Dimitri winked at a few of the kids in the crowd, who were still squishing their dates between their fingertips. Sugar. Their high sugar content, up to 80%, more than us humans and our 60% water, proves quite valuable for a fresh fruit, as it inhibits most germs and disease. But keep in mind, there is more in this fruit's natural nutritional makeup that rounds it out, much more than manufactured sugary sweets. Dimitri winked, this time at the parents whose kids were already grabbing at their shirt tails, ready to make a protest in defense of Buddy the Elf's four main food groups. In Arabia, dates were once an important sweetening element, and are still often eaten with coffee to contrast its bitterness. They are eaten fresh or dried as a snack, pressed into a syrup, baked into cookies and cakes, or stuffed, such as with marzipan or walnuts, as is popular in eastern Mediterranean countries. Date fruits were historically fermented and substituted for yeast in leavening bread, and used by the ancient Egyptians for making some of the earliest forms of wine. Palm hearts, the terminal bud, were even considered a delicacy, and the young leaves were cooked and eaten as a vegetable. Today, there is lots of love for this little fruit in many cultures across the globe. It truly is the perfect Valentine's date, Dimitri smiled. There is a wealth of literature, legend, and romance surrounding both the tree and the fruit. It's no wonder, really, with how much history lies within those wrinkles. In Arabic legend, the date palm was created from the dust that was left after the creation of the first man, Adam. Honor your paternal aunt, the date palm, said the prophet Muhammad, founder of Islam, explaining how the tree was created from the earth after Adam's passing, then placed in the Garden of Paradise. Although the date traces its roots as far back as 4000 BCE in ancient Arabia, Islam, born in the 7th century, observes the date palm as a holy symbol more than any other religion, and carried the fruit and tree's significance into the modern world. In fact, the date palm is mentioned more than any other fruit-bearing plant in the Quran, the Holy Book of Islam. The Prophet's Mosque, built at Medina around 622 CE, was made almost entirely of palms, the columns and beams of the trunks, and the thatching and prayer mats of the leaves. According to one tradition, it was in Medina where the date palm was first planted, as the land was cultivated by the descendants of Noah after the flood. Whether that first planting was there or elsewhere, the date palm soon spread to the coasts of Africa, to Spain, and to Western Asia. It is said to have been introduced into northern India by the soldiers of Alexander the Great, who spat out the date pits all around camp. Dimitri made a silly spit-popping sound, sticking out his tongue and retracting it rapidly between his tightly closed lips. The kids giggled, and some of them mimicked. Have you ever heard that an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Dimitri raised his arm, and everyone in the crowd mirrored or shouted yes. A proverb known in much of the world, but have you heard its equivalent? Seven dates a day keeps the doctor away. That's according to the Prophet Muhammad, who argued that whomever eats seven dates in the morning will not suffer harm that day through toxins or magic. Dimitri again raised his eyebrows with rounded lips and a surprised expression, then tossed a date into the air, catching it in his mouth with another satisfied smile. The date is still immersed in Muslim tradition. It is believed that the first food that the Prophet Muhammad ate after breaking from his fast during Ramadan was none other than the date.
which is still a traditional part of modern-day Islamic practice. Not only are dates the first food eaten once the sun goes down each night of Ramadan, the month-long annual period of reflection, but they also feature prominently in the feast that ends Ramadan, finding their way into classic Arabic dishes like mamul, a date-filled cookie. But dates feature very prominently not just in Islamic texts, but also Jewish and Christian lore as well. Dates hold symbolic significance for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and are incorporated into many dishes during Passover. They are mentioned in the Torah as one of the seven species of Israel, and in Jewish tradition, the date is considered one of the seven holy fruits eaten in celebration of Palm Sunday. The date palm, called Tamar in Hebrew, has been known as a Jewish symbol of grace and elegance, and to this day in Israel and other countries, Tamar and Tamara are often used as names for baby girls. Dates tend to make an appearance in Christian dishes, too, and some even believe that the fruit that tempted Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden was not an apple, but none other than Mother Nature's candy, the date. Dimitri bit into half of the date, gripped between his fingers, turning the inside to face the crowd. Just like you may have your favorite candies, there are more than one kind of date. Look closely. Dimitri raised the date up so the sun hit its pulp glistening with a golden hue. This sweet, delicate, semi-dry date is one of two varieties grown here in California, more often used in cooking. The other that you would typically snack on is the medjool. But this... Dimitri turned the date slightly to let its light pulp shine before the crowd. This is the deglet nur, Arabic for the date of light. But if the medjool is most often eaten fresh, why then did I share this one with you? Well, there is a story told about this particularly prized variety. A story told in North Africa, where dates were introduced by the Arabs long ago. Dimitri popped the other half of the date into his mouth. As usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. Once upon a time, there lived an elderly woman who went on pilgrimage to Medina, a city in western Saudi Arabia. In the city center was the vast Prophet's Mosque, built by the Islamic prophet Muhammad in the year 622 CE. She was in awe of the city and the mosque, and she spent many hours in silence and prayer, moving slow through the enormity of the space. She felt drawn to the house of Aisha, the wife of the Prophet Muhammad. And there, in the courtyard, she came upon them. A few beautiful date palm trees, the wind gently rustling through the fronds, like whispers of history being shaken, ever so slightly, out of the very fibers of the trunk. She was moved just thinking how the Prophet Muhammad, his wife, and their descendants ate the fruits of these very trees. She collected two handfuls of date stones, or pits, that were scattered around the courtyard and threaded them together into a string of prayer beads. In time, she returned to her home in North Africa, filled with a rejuvenated sense of faith and devotion after her pilgrimage. She longed to study the traditions of the Islamic faith, but alas, the scholarly men of the city laughed in her face. "'You're poor,' one said. "'You're ignorant,' said another." You're just an old woman, unworthy of our teaching. She recoiled from their unkindness, unwelcomed in their space. Yet she went on to pray consistently and devotedly in all her spare time, 
sitting quietly with her back against the outside wall of the mosque, her datestone beads in hand. She did so for a few years, practicing piously in peace outside the mosque, outside of recognition, until one day she passed away, her date beads still clenched between her palms. As she was carried to the burial ground, the string broke and her date stones were scattered. No one saw the value in the date stones, and no one troubled to pick them up, overlooked just as the woman once was. But then, with time, date sprouts were seen at the site of the woman's sweet burial, and within seven years, the palms were bearing the most delicious dates ever to be eaten in North Africa. Some said they were called the date of light because the trees themselves shone, others because it was known that they had first come from Medina, the radiant city, and others still because the dates were like the old woman who carried them, sweet and unassuming, yet inside shone the brightest golden light, a secret gift to the world, only to be enjoyed by those who took the time to see it. The End Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Bye.